All right, lads. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Yank Account, the podcast with a name so unfortunate it's blocked by nearly all middle school computers. If, you're, um, if you are is, less than 14 years old, turn this turn this off right now. Right yeah, now. it's probably for the best. We don't want any uh, any children under the age of 13 listening to this podcast. So uh, if I you're trying to access this... I generally just, I mean, rule of thumb, if Sam's around, I try to keep the children away. I think it's just for the best. Whoa, that is that is unfair. That, I mean, there's that one time. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Ne- <laughs> nevertheless. Yeah, we're going to um, have to cut that. Um, if, if, you're, if you're accessing this podcast from a middle school computer right now, uh, redirect to coolmathgames.com instead. That's a lot more wholesome. Uh, and that's probably Don't where you Don't you eliminate stand up and running? Uh, welcome everybody back to the Yank account. We have another cast of correspondents today scattered across the southeast of the United States. Uh, I'm your host Sam, representing the Magpies of Newcastle United, as always. Uh, once again, we have with us Taryn coming from Atlanta, Georgia, and representing the Red Devils of Manchester United. Taryn, what's up, my man? I am doing well, my man. How are you doing? Yeah, pretty good. I mean, a little offended by that remark you just made, but uh, we'll, we'll just keep going. Uh, next up, coming at us from Greenville, North Carolina, we have Drew representing the Blues of Chelsea. Drew, how are you doing today? You know, it's only good vibes only over here. Mm. Love it, love it. And last but not least, we have Jake coming at us from Charlotte, North Carolina, and representing the Gunners of Arsenal. Jake, how are you doing? You uh, you caught me in the process of tying a noose with my Xhaka jersey. <laughs> wow, tying a noose with a Xhaka jersey—that's is it does not it sound complete, easy. Is it complete with the armband, or did they take? No, that's on the floor. Yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> that that's to help secure it around my neck. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow, makes sense. And uh, yeah, so there you go. There's the four that'll be with you today. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, weren't able to get an episode out last week, unfortunately, because of conflicting schedules. Uh, but in the past week and a half, two weeks that we have not recorded an episode, we've uh, missed a lot of action. Two different Premier League match weeks to talk about, um, and we'll get to those in just a second. Uh, then we're going to go into a new segment we call Overrated, Underrated, or Rightly Rated, which is pretty much exactly what it sounds like. We'll be telling you which players, teams, coaches... Uh, are overrated, underrated, or rightly rated. Then we'll move on to Champions League. We had some Champions League action this uh, this past week, um, and that's halfway through the group stage at this point. So we'll sort of check in on those standings, who's doing well and who's not doing so well. Then finally, as we do tend to do, we are going to finish up this episode with a brew review. This week we have a Kona Big Wave Golden Ale brewed out of the great state of Hawaii. So we'll close out mm. with that later on that's gonna be i'm looking forward to that already my my favorite brew wow that's high praise high praise and we haven't even gotten to that segment yet um but with that being said lads i think it's time that we dove into some premier league action Okay, so 
Let's start off with not this past weekend, but the weekend before that. Uh, we had some matches go on. No real crazy upsets except for one, and that was Sheffield United defeating Arsenal 1-0. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. First, let's sort of start at the top here chronologically. Everton finally won a game. So that's Yay. that's great. And good Yay. Backing, too. Two Matt very good goals. Matt is smiling somewhere. Yeah, unfortunately, our Everton representative, Matt, cannot be here tonight. Uh, as, you know, I'm, I'm especially disappointed at that because of what happened this past weekend, and I would have loved to hear his reaction to that. <laughs> and we'll get to that later as well. Moving on, Chelsea scraped by Newcastle 1-0 at Stamford Bridge. Marcus Alonso apparently heard Drew talking shit last week calling him Alon Slow, and uh, reacted by banging in a goal. So, Dhruv, how do you feel about your side kind of gutting out a 1-0 result to a, a pretty pretty shitty team in Newcastle? Well, I wouldn't say shitty team. I'd say shitty manager. I would. But, but oh, well, uh, him and William, they're always going to fucking, they're going to do that to me. I will just slag them off constantly. They'll shut me up. It's kind of a love-hate relationship. But uh, you know, I don't mind as long as as long as the results are good. Yeah, so you know, Chelsea continuing to do well in the league, better at this point in the season than maybe some predicted they would be at this point. Lampard's continuing to do well. I I don't um, know about that. I don't know about that. everyone was doubting us. I don't wanna I want yeah, no one what, on our bandwagon. No, that's, that's what Sam is saying. That's what Sam is saying. I was saying that people didn't expect Chelsea to be where they are at this point oh, my in the bad. season. Sorry, my um, natural hostility came out. <laughs> I mean, you're a Chelsea fan. Very we've, Chelsea we've learned to yeah. expect that, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, Chelsea up in fourth place uh, in a Champions League spot at the moment, and they actually have a really solid cushion, four-point cushion now on fifth place Arsenal. Um, so, Jake, we might as well use that as our segue to move into the Arsenal segment of last match week. Losing 1-0 to Sheffield United, um, banishing Arsenal fans to the sunken place. You know, and... Tony Pulis was was he was he was looking on that they did their best West Brom impression as they have been for the entire season. Really brings a tear to the eye. Yeah. So Jake, let's uh, let's talk about this. Even though I know you don't want to, but um, I guess <sighs> you know Arsenal and, and we can sort of just combine last match week and this match week into one. Uh, Arsenal also. We're winning 2-0 against Crystal Palace and got pegged back, ended up drawing that game 2-2. Should have uh, won. Could've, little, could've... little controversial refereeing. There. A little. Very. It was That was pathetic. I wish referees could be reprimanded, but, you know, can't do anything about that. I mean, but even apart from the referees, you were up 2-0, had a comfortable lead, and let Crystal Palace get back into the game. And also, of course, the big story out of that game was Granny Shaka. Arsenal captain getting booed off by Arsenal fans and then yelling fuck off as he got substituted, just yanking his kid off and walking straight into the tunnel. Um, he got he got <laughs> kind of blasted for that. But, I mean, Jake, what what is the state of this club? I mean, there, there were a lot of expectations coming into this season, especially because Emery looked decent at times. Uh, last year and even earlier this year but you know what's what's your take on on what's going on in North London I really thought it was going to be a promising season um I mean during during all season and preseason we did a good job getting in some new players uh 
even even now like all the players seem to enjoy being around each other the like there's team chemistry but emery just you know finds a way to just not he 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 has no dynamic there's still yet like you could ask the top soccer analysts and they they wouldn't even know what the fuck emery's trying to do on top of which for some goddamn reason he gives Xhaka the My fucking gosh. armband I'm sorry. I'm about to. I'm about to unload. The <laughs> fact that that Jaka has the armband is absolutely atrocious. He th- there's about every single player on that team that deserves the armband over him. Who do you I think am, should get it? All right. I don't mean to interrupt you here, Jake, but did I hear? Did I just hear whipping noises in the background? Are you flogging like, <laughs> yourself or something? Just, I mean, just a little bit. Just just <laughs> self punishment. It's not your fault, Jake. It's not your fault. Um, but now go on. But so, I I would love to see Bellerin have the have oh, the armband. Bellerin, Bellerin, really. He doesn't really shout leader. Yeah, right, shouts fashion. They, when was that, the last time he played? Hey, the uh, he's been playing in the Europa team. He's he's been playing in the Europa. He's had he's had two um, games uh, since he's been back from his injury. But, but okay, wow. but why why not Aubameyang? I mean, he's been on the team for a good amount of time now he's definitely leading them with his play and it, it just seems like a good fit to me i mean obviously I saw like a stat. You said, anything's better than jaka but i saw a stat that said uh, Obama, without Aubameyang's goals arsenal would be 19th right now no without a doubt but there's also a difference between we rely on him to score goals, and he's definitely a leader in the locker room. I just don't know how well of a captain he would be on the field. I don't. I truly don't think that we have any captain amongst us. Definitely, like, like, we we have oh. to have we have <laughs> to have someone step up. Uh, but no one's willing to step up. We haven't had a proper captain. Who hasn't fucked us over in like I don't know ten years? Like, it's true. I was looking the yeah. other day at the the recent history of the Arsenal captaincy, and like before Shaka, it was Koscielny who had a big falling out with the club and you know fucked off to Bordeaux. Um, before that, it was what is it? Was it Mertesacker? Who yeah, Mertesacker. never played. Um, uh, like literally never also, played. Uh, Mikel Arteta, who also who also never played. Never played. <laughs> it was also. Van Persie, who he can go fuck himself. It was also <laughs> was Cazorla never uh, captain. Was Cazorla ever uh, captain? I don't think Santi Cazorla was ever. I don't. Captain. I don't think Santi so. was injured uh, for most of the time he was at Arsenal, was he not? Well, but so was Arteta. They, and he was a still good captain. bit. Yeah. Uh, also, Cess and Cess can go fuck himself. Even though he's a <laughs> legend, I still he can go fuck himself. Yeah. How do you go he, from Arsenal? I mean, Arsenal to United's bad enough, but Arsenal to Chelsea. Via uh, he went no, to no, no. Arsenal players go to Chelsea for one reason, and that's trophies. That's the only reason. <laughs> God, that hurts. I can name. Um, I can name. Yeah. Let's see. Ashley Cole, Giroud, Giroud. Cesc Fabregas. I mean, come on. Um, but we don't have a true captain. If Guendouzi was old enough, I would fucking give him the People captain. People are saying Guendouzi could be the next captain, even though he's, he's the like only one. say about your club, though? I mean, I love that we have youth players that are trying to step up, but I also hate that our older players are pathetic. Yeah, um, what does it say about your club that the man being pegged as captain right now is a 20-year-old who got 
videotaped doing like 70 whippets in a hotel room. Hey, okay, listen, you can't listen, hate on him for doing whippets. Let's not slight the man for having a cheeky whippet or 70. All right? Didn't all, they give all the captaincy of... to Fabregas at like 17? It was, it was very young. I don't believe it was 17. I think it was 18 or 19, but it was very young. Um, but it also comes down to Emery. I'm Emery out. He is pathetic. The fact that he is now going to ask the club whether or not Xhaka should stay ca- – that, that's going to Xhaka's friends and me like, so you can either throw him under the bus or let him continue to be captain and do a shit job. And yeah, Emery a, needs to manager, grow gotta... a sack of balls yeah. and – do something it is it is pathetic he cannot manage we saw this at psg i really thought uh neymar and a few other names were part of the problem which they probably were but it also turns out they weren't emery is just not a good coach at least with this not a man good man manager exactly um he's no Mourinho. i mean he got he got bailed out by Pepe making those free kicks. If he didn't, like, it, it would have been even worse. But the fact that we have a loss and then barely got the win and then had them come back and get a tie, plus all the, the Xhaka incident, it, it just is awful. He is on his last last rope. The thing is, there's really no good option at this point for Emery because, you know, what? so if you go to the squad and have them vote and say, do you still want... Because, I mean, they did apparently vote and make Shaka captain. If you go to them and, and vote again and they... What are they they're either going to be like, well, we still like Shaka. Like, I mean, you know, he is, nothing has really changed that would make him make us, like, hate him. Or they throw him under the bus and completely alienate a player, and that I'm sure will cause another divide in the squad. Well, Shaka so. is gone. He he. For all those people that follow, you know, all the social media stuff, Shaka has changed his profile picture on Instagram from being <laughs> in an Arsenal shirt to a Switzerland shirt. Yep. So he pretty much broke up with us on Facebook. He ripped that shirt oh, off yeah, like he was he, never playing again. Which honestly, I'm so That's happy. I'm so happy. Venomous. I've hated Xhaka for about two and a half seasons now. He he just doesn't improve. I don't know how you consistently get worse so well, damn, so Jake, rapidly. I thought you were actually rather fond of Xhaka. <laughs> uh, for the first season, I really enjoyed him. <laughs> I enjoyed also watching him for Switzerland, and then he turned to shit. I mean, if you own a jersey that you're planning on hanging yourself with, you, you that means you still bought his jersey. I don't have a Shaka jersey. <laughs> I would not. never waste my money. On I can't a imagine jersey. there are many of those out in the world all these all. days. But <laughs> I, I cannot wait for us to offload him. I'm more worried about who we're gonna have replace Emery. I, I don't know. I don't want to be Mourinho. Everyone's talking about that, and I don't want to be him. Yeah. I would love that so much. I, I wouldn't think Mourinho would ever go to Arsenal. <laughs> it just doesn't seem like the club no. for him. It's Although, not the club for at him. At the same time, though, the fans of Arsenal and and Mourinho himself have one thing in common, which is they love to complain. Oh, yeah. So, yes. both, <laughs> that, both that I will say, yep. it could be a match made in heaven. Who knows? But uh, we'll see what happens at Arsenal. Uh, moving on from that game, City beat Crystal Palace pretty easily. And then Tottenham, still pretty shite, drew Watford 1-1. Went down in that game before Deli Ali scored a, a pretty late winner. So that Ooh, concludes... Watford, who have yet to win a Premier League match. Yeah, Watford are dreadful this season. Dreadful. Newcastle could only still manage a draw against them at home. 
which is <laughs> not a good sign. Uh, but that basically wraps up all the stuff we wanted to talk about from the first, the the last match week. Moving on to this most recent match week, uh, Everton back to losing ways again on a 94th minute Luca Digne own goal. Absolutely, and a hell of a finish that was. Damn, hell of a great. Finish. I mean, he absolutely smashed it in. Digne's always Gotta scoring give him goals. Credit. <laughs> yeah, so that's d- very demoralizing, and if only Matt were here to discuss this, I'm sure Jake wouldn't be the only one that absolutely hates his life right now. But unfortunately, Jake, you might be. Although, you know, it's not like the rest of our clubs are doing that great either. But um, Speak for yourselves. Speaking of people that want to kill themselves, Southampton fans... <laughs> Not doing too yeah. great because they Leicester straight up got put on Pornhub. That was just. Crazy. I think I actually I saw them on Pornhub actually, and you know I saw the video and I was like, well, you know I'm here now, you know. Yeah, see, I'm not highlights on Pornhub or I'm not into things that are that rough, honestly. Like it's just <laughs> at that point it's just sadistic. I need I need it, something it was... like a cleaner like three zero four zero. Nine. Well, you got that three zero today. You're just fetishizing it at that point. I mean, that was like BDSM. Like they tie them yeah. down and like. Not that there's uh, anything yeah, wrong really. with fetish. No, hey, let's not. We're not into fetish shaming here. Here, mm, the, no Yan- our, the name of this podcast account. is the Yank Account, after all. <laughs> um, also, funny anecdote from the Southampton Z- Southampton nil Leicester City nine result was uh, on Twitter on our Twitter shameless plug at Yank Account Pod. Uh, we tweeted out a sarcastic post that said something along the lines of Southampton were actually really unlucky today. Uh, they, they deserve to win that game and easily could have on another day. And somehow, <laughs> some way, uh, someone actually took us seriously and thought we were being serious. Uh, and he tweeted something about like, oh, classic Yanks know nothing about football. I mean, soccer. Uh, well, really you know... We're we're gonna we're gonna try to take the high road here, but mate, like, if you didn't know we were being sarcastic there, I I I just don't know what to say. I don't I know think what to that, say. You know, we're we're really making it up in the world. You know, I mean, we have our first. We got hater our first hater, Twitter. guys. That's a landmark. We got that's our first landmark. hater. As far as I'm landmark. concerned, that's a dub for the Yank account. You know, <laughs> we got haters. Those interactions. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Leicester absolutely dominating Southampton. Leicester now uh, up there in third place, level on points with Chelsea, but they hold a 10-point advantage in goal differential thanks to that 9-0 victory they got. Um, so, yeah, they're up in third right now, looking pretty good. On it. And we've talked about them both of the first two episodes, so we don't want to talk about them too much again today. But I got to tell Can you we, uh... that... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I, well, I was just going to say, I mean, like, you know, what more is there to say? They look unbelievable going forward. Unbelievable in yeah, attack. Sure. Everything about their team is clicking right now. So they're a top four squad. They look at. I would take their squad over. I would take their squad over Arsenal's, and maybe even maybe even Man United's these days. Uh, I would take. They it just over play United so much. As well. Yeah. Arsenal is doing better though, than Man United right now. Though that, that is also true. They're did, three points. They not right now. We just took points off of Liverpool, and. Beat the Manchester Slayers Norwich. Isn't it Norwich? <laughs> it's Norwich, right? Norwich. Norwich. Yeah. yeah, the W is silent. Well, guess what? Yeah, our Arsenal's w next. wasn't silent this week. And neither was our tie that we kind of bottled. 
but you know, we still got it was a very bodily. Yeah, Manchester United <laughs> taking the lead over Liverpool, holding the lead for most of that match, and then uh, yeah, they did not clutch it out. I guess that was two weeks ago. But uh, back to this past match week, Tottenham, <laughs> in a similar fashion, took the lead against uh, Liverpool, and then conceded, and then conceded again. Ended up losing that game 2-1. And lads, it's Tottenham. I mean, they're down in 11 still. And Liverpool still six points clear at the top. I mean, we've we've talked a lot about Spurs' like lack of success this season. They're on 12 points. In fact, they're only four points above the relegation zone right now. Uh, they lost three out of the last five. I mean, it's Never just been happier. Not... Tottenham being awful is the only good thing about being an Arsenal fan. <laughs> They, hey, you're still like you're literally still four points ahead of Tottenham right now. Maybe and in fact, maybe Jota Tottenham, will go there. Tottenham yeah. is as close to the relegation zone as they are to Arsenal. Um, you know, which is so, wild. There you go. That's it's pretty crazy. But we'll see if they even bounce back at, at any point this season. I mean, Arsenal's but, next two fixtures are Liverpool back to back. So, oof. yay. Oof. Wait, in the league and a cup, or just? I believe it is in the league, and we we play them tomorrow. It's not back to back in the league, surely. Yeah, yeah there's no. Oh no. well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and then maybe the most important news of all, and this is a moment that uh, us on this side of the pond have been waiting for. Everyone, for everyone a put long, your hand over your heart. Long time. Play the anthem. Captain, over the play art. the anthem. Play the anthem. <laughs> let it let it run. Oh yes. <laughs> Oh, oh yes, let it run. Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> By the dawn's right, right, early. Okay. Captain America has arrived. Christian Pulisic with a perfect hat trick in Chelsea's 4-2 win over Burnley. Uh, I mean, there is no better way to announce yourself to the Premier League and to the world than the way he did it. Um, Drew, I'm sure you're over the moon. I think all everyone in America is pretty happy about what happened just because it's finally given us a little something to be like, yeah, yeah look, I'm that's buzzing. an American. He's doing well. Which, you know, we don't really talk about the USMNT much on this podcast, but uh, they have God. not given us much to cheer about. Uh, they we, lost to we did just we did just uh, get that young lad who chose us Serginio over Dest. Although Serginio Dest, now a, now a, a Yank, <laughs> an official Yank. Maybe we can get him on the pod. Welcome to the club, Serginio. Yeah, we'll hit, I'll hit his uh, representative sometime in the next few weeks, try to get him on. <laughs> um, yeah, over from the Netherlands. Might have to record a little earlier if that's the case. It's like 3 a.m. In, in Amsterdam right now. But, uh, no, Drew, I mean, let's talk about this. Pulisic with an amazing performance. What What's your feeling right now? With this, uh, you know, this at, after one goal, it was just like you were in awe. Like, he scored. He actually did it. Then the second one went in. You were in awe again. And then that third one went in. The third one, honestly, might have been the best one. A yeah, back-of-the-head flick. flick. And it wasn't on accident. You could tell. You could 100% tell he was doing it on purpose. Oh yeah, little death movement of the head there. I don't even. I, I know as soon as as soon as that or his back, but you know, yeah, as soon mess. as that head went in, I was air punching the mess out of the air. Basically, the air. I was <laughs> in Pulisicko mode. It was, it was it was it was crazy. Yeah, well, that's great and great to see Pulisic doing well. Hopefully, he can keep that going moving forward. Although not. Not too much. I mean, if he scores a perfect hat trick every game and Chelsea lose four three every game, that's like the ideal situation. Uh, yeah, I would be pretty chill with that. <laughs> eh. 
<laughs> I'm about it. All right, well, I think that's about, a, about enough Premier League talk from the last two match weeks. Um, so with that being said, let's move on to this new segment we're debuting called Overrated, Underrated, or Rightly Rated. So sticking with Chelsea attackers, sticking with that theme, let's start out with a player who we've talked about a bit in previous episodes, and that is Tammy Abraham, who's been good for Chelsea this season. Uh, He scored eight goals. That leaves him one behind the top scorer in the league, who's Jamie Vardy. He's actually tied uh, tied on goals with Aguero. Um, But, you know, he hasn't scored as much recently. Only seven in the last three matches. Uh, or sorry, he scored seven in three matches, and then he has only scored one since then. Which only was, uh, seven in the past. In the last three <laughs> only seven in three <laughs> matches. They're really oh, underwhelming. So disappointing. Um, but yeah, only one since then, which is only one in the past six weeks. There were a couple international breaks in there, but still, uh, he got out to a hot start and hasn't scored as much since then. Um, you know, well, I guess we'll start with you, Drew, because you've probably watched him play more than any of us. But you know, do you think Tammy Abraham is overrated, underrated, or rightly rated? Honestly, I think he's he's perfectly rated as he is now. Um, you know, he may have not been scoring as of late, but um, his hold-up play has been magnificent. He's running the channels. He's doing everything that you want your striker to do. You know, it's not all about goals every time, and it's not right now because we have other players scoring, i.e. Alonzo, Pulisic, William. <laughs> Alonzo. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I, I think for right now, he's rated fine. No, one's, no one has that high expectations of him this season. Um, I think we don't need to put that pressure on him, but if he continues yeah. things, he will definitely, definitely not be overrated. He'll be rightly rated still. I'd like to echo that sentiment. I think that right now he's kind of looked upon by most people as like a burgeoning young forward. You don't expect him to be putting up goals every week because he's young, but like Drew said, he's doing he's doing the other things. The the Giroud things, if you will, as Giroud lays on the bench. But you know, no, I wouldn't no even say just... sorry, sorry, Terry, sorry, Terry. I, it's just one more thing to add. I don't know how I didn't add this before. His work rate is is the only is only next to N'Golo Kante and uh, Mason Mount. Like he is running for the full ninety, pressing the center backs, yeah. which you love to see. You love to see. Yeah, so I'll echo that sentiment and say that he is rightly rated. I'm I'm going to break the trend here, and I'm going to say he's slightly overrated. Um, and here's why. He only has 43% shooting accuracy this season. That means only 43% of the shots he's taken have actually been on target. And for a striker that plays in the way that he does, which is essentially like, uh, you know, his, his chances that he gets are usually either sort of poached uh, first-time yeah. finishes in the box or one-on-one sort of, you know, situations with one defender and the keeper to beat, you know, because he does get behind the defense so much. Situations and 43%, yeah, and, you you know, looking at that, and to be fair, it's not like I've watched every single shot that he's taken this whole season and analyzed them, but for the kind of player that he is, 43% seems awful low to me. And I think that, you know, he got the hat trick in that one match. Uh, he's, he got off to a super hot start this season, and I think people were super high on him. And I think he's an effective striker, 
But I think in the past couple of weeks, we've seen him sort of level out to the, the sort of standard of play that we can expect moving forward, which is like, yeah, he's a decent Premier League striker, but, you know, is he ready to be the, like, star forward on a top four team? I don't know if he's quite there yet. And he'll grow throughout the season, of course. But I think as of right now, he's slightly overrated only because people sort of freaked out about him so much when he got off to that hot start. Um, so yeah, that's sort of my take on it. You also, you also have to think about who's playing in behind him. He's got, like, Kovacic, Jorginho, um, who normally starts otherwise at the other midfield position. Mount, like Mason Mount. 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 And I guess Matt I mean, and Pulisic probably help him out a bit more, but like Kovacic and Jorginho, Jorginho, however you say his name, are I would say the two mainstays in that midfield, and they're not really people who are looking to put the striker in on goal. I mean, I think with Mason Mount and Pulisic, he'll get plenty of service. So yeah, I think I he'll agree. still end up toward like maybe top five goal scorers in the Premier League this season. I think it's possible. Um, which is really, really good because before the season, his best season was at Swansea in the championship where he scored five goals, which is just nothing. Like, that's terrible. <laughs> I mean, Dwight Gale scored like 20 goals in the championship. <laughs> so that just Wait, I don't, that. I don't think that's right. I think he, he, had, one, he, had a, he was in the Premier League with Swansea. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. I'm sorry. He, he was, was in the Premier League. He my, did, he my did bad, better my in the championship. He he at one point I think was in the championship, but with Swansea, you're right. He was, he playing, was, with, the, he was playing with Villa, was he not? He was he was playing at Bristol Rovers, who got he bagged twenty five okay. goals then. Uh, then the next time he played with Aston Villa, I think he scored yeah. twenty six goals and got them promotion. So Wow. Yeah, he was instrumental okay. in that Villa squad from what I remember. Yeah. Okay. Well yeah, fair. I mean, like I said, it's uh I, he's doing well for for what I expected of him this season, um, and I think he is a good player. Is he I think good benchmark for him would be about 15 goals this season. If he can reach that, yeah, then, uh, that'd, be, that'd be good. He's got a lot of time to do that too. Yeah, for sure. Um, moving on to the next topic: in overrated, underrated, rightly rated. Sheffield United are up in eighth place. They beat Arsenal uh, this last weekend, two match weeks ago. Drew West Ham this past match week. They're tied for the least goals conceded in the league with Liverpool. They've conceded eight goals in ten matches. So, are Sheffield United overrated, underrated, or rightly rated? Uh, let's start with Taryn on this one. I I think Sheffield United are quality. I'll start by saying that. I mean, you don't only concede eight through, what is it, the first nine by not being a solid defensive side. That 10. being said, first ten? Yeah. Um. That being said, um, I think they're due for a bit of a regression to the mean. I don't think that they are this good. I think they're slightly overrated, but I don't want to take anything away from them because I do think that with their like with their system and their management, I think they're in the Premier League to stay, maybe even for a while. But right now, they're due for a regression. You know, they're going to hit that bad run of games just like they're hitting their good run of games right now. I see them dropping down to about 12th before the season's over, but still super impressed with them so far. I, I go underrated. Um, I really like the way, Ooh. honestly, I really like the way they play. Um, oh, God. It, it <laughs> Honestly, it's like the closest thing you will get to total yeah. football what? in the Premier League. Yeah, dude, no, I, I, it's a stretch, but like, no, no. Their players God, all play wherever they like. It's literally just a big 
team cohesiveness of here the center backs going up, their their midfield is dropping back for the center backs, their full backs pushing up. It's just I think it, if anyone watched the Arsenal game, you could see that 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 was a, there was a lot of team chemistry on show there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jake, you want to chime in? Oh, sorry, man, they just I think that's a reach. <laughs> Go on, Jake. Honestly, I haven't kept up with them at all. I don't feel qualified. If I had to pick one, I'm going to say overrated. They did just get promoted, but I mean, you also have teams like Leicester who when they were promoted came out of nowhere and were incredible. So, I'm going to I'm not going to partake in this one. All well, I'll agree with you on that one, Jake. Uh, I will say overrated. Um, and the reason why is because I, I look at Sheffield United and I see so many so many similarities to Huddersfield Town yeah. when they came in the Premier League a couple of seasons ago. You remember they went crazy and they were in like ninth place or something at this point in the season. In the first um, like five really games, they were in fourth. Yeah, now they they played really attractive football. It was um, David Wagner, and mm-hmm. you know he was uh, Hell of a man he had him. them playing some really good football. And it's the sort of like when you first get into the Premier League, when you're like haven't been in so long, like Sheffield United, you see this sort of bounce always happen. I feel like where you sort of play above your level for a bit, um, but then I think eventually reality sort of catches up with you. I just don't see how they can continue this rate of having like the best defense in the league, given that. I don't see how they can compete with teams like Manchester City and Liverpool who, I mean, they, to be fair, they did compete with Liverpool, actually. They, they yeah. really had a chance they to a hell not a only get, point, get a point, but win that game. Um, but yeah, I just think eventually, you know, their, their defensive togetherness, they will sort of, the, you know, the chemistry will falter a little bit. And I think by the end of the season, I think they'll stay up for sure. But I think it could be a Huddersfield thing where they stay up and then they sort of progress. And eventually, I, I don't know if they have the, the what it takes to continue. And it could just be a film room thing. I mean, once, once teams really start going back and looking at their system and trying to probe, there's, there's going to be one team that cracks it. And that's like, That'll be the beginning of probably a sour run for them. I mean, it happens a lot, but... Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go, Sheffield United. Now moving on to the last topic in today's overrated, underrated, or rightly rated. We have Gilfie Sigurdsson, Everton's Icelandic attacking midfielder. And I feel like the last two games are sort of a microcosm of why he's Mm. on the list this week because he scored a brilliant, brilliant goal. Um... Uh, a couple couple weeks ago against West Ham it was. And then th- this past match week against Brighton, uh, he just wasn't – he was sort of missing. He went missing again. And I feel like that happens a lot with him, especially this season. He hasn't been playing up to his standard. So uh, one of you guys can start here. Gilfie Sigurdsson, overrated, underrated, or rarely rated? I guess I'll start. Um, you know, I think he suffers from the plague of being a 10 – in a modern game of football, sometimes you are just going to go absent um, because teams set up their lines where the 10 wants to be. You know, there's only one team I think that with regularity finds space in between the midfield line and the back line of other teams, and that's City. And yeah. you, you need a 10 who can move very smartly around to make a huge impact in every single game and you know it's just tough um i'll say that he's underrated just because i don't think it's like a thing with him i don't think that he's lacking as a player it's just the nature of the game 
Yeah. Drew, if you want to chime in? Um, yeah, I'll say he's he's perfectly rated as he is. Um, I think he is a little bit better uh, playing for maybe not a team of Everton stature, but I did like when he was at Swansea. He was the main man at Swansea. Um, I think when he had, when he's the go-to man for a team, I think he can really show out. I think when he has more quality players by him, like Gomish, uh, Richarlison, Moise Keane, he might... Uh, he might drift away in, in those sorts of teams than like he did at Swansea where he's their main man. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm gonna actually yeah, I'm gonna say underrated as well because I think that I don't think Everton and Marcus Silva are using him properly at all. Um, we've talked about Everton's sort of lack of tactics when it gets into the final third. And it seems like they always go to the wing and cross it in. And Sigurdsson is just sort of taken out of the game at that point. I mean, I remember when he first came to Everton, they used to play on the left wing. And he actually had a good spell playing from there. He would sort of cut in and score some goals cutting in from the left. But, yeah, I think it, it seems like this Everton team is almost set up to play around Sigurdsson. Like, they're just not utilizing him in the same way. Whereas at Swansea, he was the main man. He was the creative force for everything. And he really shown that season, um, you know, just he really showed what he, what he could do. Uh, when all the players going through him. So I think if Everton sort of – maybe if, if Silva ends up leaving, which looks kind of likely at this point, uh, a new manager can come in and sort of try to get the best out of him again. But we've seen what he can do. And even, you know, two weeks or, you know, a week and a half ago against West Ham. But I just – I wish I, I wish he was more consistent. He, he really is one of my favorite players in the Premier League. I feel like if uh, you're going to use him, your tactics have to have to tailor to his strengths. Otherwise, he's a waste. He doesn't offer yeah. anything else in the other facets of his game to warrant warrant him playing there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally agree. All right, well, that's it for this week's edition of Overrated, Underrated, or Rightly Rated. Look forward to uh, this segment coming back in the future. But uh, we'll move on now to talk about this midweek action we had last week uh, in the Champions League. So let's get to it. First up, Bayern Munich and Juventus both went down to Olympiacos and Lokomotiv, respectively. And uh, both of them ended up climbing back and surviving, both of them grabbing wins there uh, to much, much lesser teams. So they survived that. Chelsea beat Ajax in the nick of time. Uh, so, Drew, we'll talk to you about that a little bit. What did you think about that match? Man, the they, they shined the bat signal and the batsman responded. <laughs> Um, I think it was yeah it was two great uh, substitutions by Frank um, you know and Pulisic and uh, Bechuai. Um I think it was a real tactical battle that game um, a lot of space on both sides a lot of opportunities for both sides um, both sides known now for playing more youthful and experienced players um, I think that showed but when it counted, you know, Betshuayi had more steel when it counted, and we got we got the three points. Ajax are a good team. And, yeah, they're uh, no they're, joke. Yeah, both Chelsea and Ajax both on six points in that group, tied for first place. They look like they're both going to go through fairly comfortably. I also want to shout out uh, Kovacic's performance out there. I think he was a real unsung hero. Him and Kurt Zuma 
didn't have the greatest start of seasons, but he's slowly coming in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, moving on from that match, the other sort of marquee matchup was Inter Milan against Dortmund, and Inter Milan looked fantastic in that match. Ended up beating Dortmund 2-0. Um, so now that we're halfway through the group stage, each team has played each other team twice, and Dortmund is really the only big team that wouldn't, at this stage, qualify for the knockout rounds. Um, they're in third yeah, place in Leon their group, although well. they do have Leon. But, you know, they're, that whole group with Leon and Benfica and Zenit and Leipzig is all sort of middling teams. I think Leipzig is probably the best team in that group. I, you know, if I had to pick, I would say yeah. probably Leipzig and Leon would advance from that group. Maybe Leipzig and Benfica. But, um, yeah, Dortmund really the only big-name team that are in, are not in first or second place. They're in third, level on points with Inter, but one behind on goal difference. So, uh, yeah, I mean, now that each team has played each other team twice, we sort of get an idea to how these groups will go. Um, what, did you guys just, see anything? Um, it's just PSG, Bayern, and City that have clinched, right? Um, yeah, I believe so. I, I the usual think, suspects. Yeah, three wins, yeah. PSG, Bayern, and City all three wins from three. So they've all, yeah, they've all, I don't know if they've, uh, I'm not 100% sure if they've mathematically clinched, but I think they have. I think that Bayern and PSG have mathematically clinched. Looking at City's group, uh, Zagreb and Shakhtar both have four points. I don't know who they have yet to play. If they play each other in either of their the, last yeah, two matches. Each team has played each other once and they have, they'll they play each other one more time. So, But yeah, so anyways, yeah. There's the Champions League standings. Um, no real surprises as of yet, but wanted to just sort of cover those. Um, now, as far as the next uh, Champions League match day, looking at those matches coming up here, I think we have a little more, a few more interesting matchups than maybe we did uh, last time. In fact, it looks to me like it's all the same matchups that <laughs> it's actually all the same matchups that we had last match week. Yep. So they'll just play everyone again. So Dortmund will get another crack at beating Inter there. Um, and Ajax and Chelsea will play again as well. And we'll also see if, you know, one of those teams that took a lead like locomotive or, um, Olympiacos can maybe even snatch a win after leading against uh, those giants, Juventus and Bayern. So interesting stuff in the champions league. We'll keep updating that as the season progresses. Uh, but with that being said, I think it's time that we close out this episode by cracking open uh, one of our favorite beers. At least I speak for Taryn and I when I say this. But we'll move on to the brew review. So today we have... The Big Wave Golden Ale from Kona Brewing out of the great state of Hawaii. And this is one, you know, normally in the past we've tried to go with beers that we haven't had before. This is one that we have had before and uh, we got it again because we both enjoy it a lot. So, Tan, I'm going to crack this open. I, there's no guilt for me here. This is just a pleasure. <laughs> we'll crack this open. Y'all ever had uh, Bud Light Orange? It's life-changing. Bud Light Orange. <laughs> You know, what's funny is that uh, during this episode, I actually was drinking a Natty Light seltzer called Aloha mm. Beaches. Um, I got it for free at a bar in, in Chapel Hill, and it was it was awful, but it was free, and uh, it also <laughs> stays with the Hawaiian theme, because it's Aloha Beaches, Indeed. and now we're going to a Hawaiian beer. <laughs> but, Taryn, I don't know if you have this beer in front of you, but I, I just do. poured one I out have, here. I've had one in front of me. 
And so this is a really, really light in color. It's a, a golden ale, so it's really light in color. Um, you know, a little bit of a head, a little bit of a foamy head on top, but it dissolves pretty quickly. Um, taking a sip here. Yeah, it's a, it's a good, it's a good, sweet, slightly hoppy beer. And honestly, there's just nothing like it. It's a fantastic To me, beer. yeah, it's, it's one of the best combinations I've had of flavor and easy drinking. I mean, yeah. it, it's really light. It's really, really light. Um, and when you, you know, take a sip, it sort of hits you initially with those hoppy notes, but they sort of dissipate pretty quickly. And it's just a really nice sort of floral, yeah. um, subtle hoppy flavor. Not, not, to, ruin the beer no bad not to ruin the beer review, either. but we haven't heard from Jake in a while. Can someone check on his Jocka jersey? <laughs> uh, I'm here. Okay. Oh, okay. thank God. I'm here. <laughs> that was considerate of you. You know, I'm just saying. You can never be too sure. Not with Arsenal fans, you can't. But yeah, I mean, Taron, you know, if I'm looking, if I'm if I'm having this beer and I'm trying to think of a Premier League team comparison, I think the one I'm going to go with this this week is I'm going to give it a Chelsea, because you know that hurts. You look at it at first and it looks a little light. It looks a little lightweight and it looks like it might not have a, a lot of punch and a lot of substance. But then you take a sip and you're like, whoa, you know, this is this is better than I was expecting. Shit, this and, shit could uh, be fucking Manchester United tomorrow. Shit. <laughs> This this beer probably could give Manchester United a run for their money. <laughs> well, yeah, I, like eleven is, bottles I, of Kona Big Wave. I would give it a Manchester United myself, just because. Oh. <laughs> you know wow. it's um it's excellent, inoffensive. He must have gotten a flat um, one. Excellent. It's also... Wait, Manchester United and excellent. <laughs> Wait, where's listen? Where's, it's what? my favorite beer. I'm giving it a United. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Bias. <laughs> wow. That's uh, just bias. All right. Well, with that being said, I, I think it's I think it's uh, I think this is all we have for you this week. So um, shout out Drew and Taryn and Jake. Thank you all for joining me. Thank anytime, you, sir. Anytime. It's been a pleasure. Next week, uh, once again, we'll be back at you reviewing the Premier League matches. And uh, we also have Champions League again next week. So... We'll be looking and uh, you know watching those to give you the best possible content, as always, here on the Yank account. But with that being said, thank you all for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.